On today's episode of Sports Medicine Weekly, we visit with Karen Malkin, a National Board Certified Health Coach who specializes in eating psychology, environmental health, and brain health, talking about seven strategies to support a healthy brain and cognition, and for those who suffer from Alzheimer's disease. But first, word from our sponsors, JRF Ortho partners with orthopedic surgeons to improve the quality of life of patients by enabling them to have an active life through the generous gift of cartilage and ligament transplantation. Please go to jrfortho.org to learn more. Sign up to be a tissue donor at donatelife.net. Vericell develops, manufactures, and markets autologous cell-based therapies for patients with serious diseases and conditions. For more information about their products, visit vcell.com. Steve Cashel with Dr. Brian Cole and our guest Karen Malkin from Karen Malkin Health Counseling. And Karen, boy oh boy, 6.2 million Americans suffer from Alzheimer's disease, a progressive disease that destroys memory and other important mental functions. And we're going to talk a little bit in this podcast about Alzheimer's, but also um, healthy brain and cognition and strategies to support that. Uh, First of all, how and why did you get into this field of work? So, um, as you know, I became a board certified, uh, health coach and, uh, nutrition is a passion of mine and lifestyle approaches and lifestyle upgrades to help really promote longevity. But I lost my father to complications of Alzheimer's disease. And I also had, um, really became very interested for my own health too, because this could be potentially my genetics to really help improve my brain health. And uh, I heard Dr. Dale Bredesen speak at a, one of my nutrition conferences with Dr. Andrew Weil, and he spoke about lifestyle strategies, specifically around nutrition, to help pre- prevent cognitive decline and reduce inflammation in the brain. And uh, also met Dr. Dale Bredesen at another conference and heard him speak a third time. And I felt like this is really probably potentially my calling. I I tried to schedule a session with him so that he could be my clinician to help me prevent Alzheimer's and prevent cognitive decline and to teach me strategies that I could use to help, you know, improve my own brain health. And uh, he doesn't really see many patients. So I was looking for practitioners in my area on his website, Apollo Health. At the time, there wasn't really anybody in my area. So I decided to become a practitioner in my area. And since then, the last two years, I spent studying under Dr. Dale Bredesen's protocols and I became one of his brain health coaches. You know, and this is a condition that can be preventable and we don't have to get Alzheimer's disease. And, you know, for longevity and brain health, we don't have to experience cognitive decline if we shift some of our lifestyle strategies. And it's work. It's definitely work because nutrition is probably the biggest piece of changes that we can make. But, you know, when we're 50 years old, it's recommended that we get colonoscopies, right? So for early detection for colon cancer and prevention. But, you know, what about brain health and what about neurodegeneration? And so what Dr. Bredesen says is, okay, why don't we all get a cognoscopy assessment? 
And this cognoscopy assessment combines lab functions and uh, questionnaires and cognitive testing to see where we are at this point in our lives and what type of and how healthy our brains are. And so we can address some of these factors. You know, what's interesting, Karen, is that um, we often think of Alzheimer's or dementia as a a truly genetic disease. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, as you mentioned, you had some familial history and so forth and me as well. And uh, I think the important thing that you're talking about is is the preventative side. Um, And what you're, I think what you're implying, and I, and I assume some of this relates to, the, and you may be talking about it on this episode uh, about the recode phenomenon and so forth, uh, but um, we know that there's nutritional constructs that can certainly lead to d- degenerative brain function and so forth, but we also have people who are currently diagnosed and symptomatic with memory and cognitive deficiencies, right? So you, you've alluded to the other side of this, which is not necess- which is not just, hey, is there a preventative component by diagnosis early, then changing nutritional habits, or do we even start earlier than that, you know, in an effort to sort of eliminate or minimize the disease burden? But tell me a little bit about the strategy about preventing decline, because that's where people often, unfortunately, get engaged when it's already a diagnosis and they have cognitive deficits and that's when they get desperate because mm-hmm. they're like you know they, and, and there is a, a sense of hopelessness with this disease because it has traditionally been talked about as if there's not much we can do about it you know mm-hmm. uh you know bad for you you didn't cause this this is your genetics not a whole heck of a lot you can do but i think one of i just tell me a little bit about this prevention of decline or even reversal if you will of what you've learned in in your additional training yeah. And so what Dr. Bredesen says is there's over, he's identified over 36 contributing factors to cognitive decline. So ge- genetics is about 5% of the P. So definitely understanding your APOE status. And if you haven't one or two alleles of this gene, APOE4 is also going to um, contribute to the protocol with how you, how you metabolize your saturated fats. So you have to really look at many assessments to see where you're at. But as far as, you know, the lifestyle strategies, you know, we look at nutrition, we look at exercise, we talk about sleep, we talk about stress reduction, brain games, brain stimulation, detoxification with environmental chemicals and supplements. And that's sort of the lifestyle approaches that we, I begin to address with, with them. Um, but they also, if you, if you do do this cognoscopy and have the laboratory assessments and, you know, and the online cognitive assessments by your caregiver, by yourself, the MOCA Montreal cognitive assessment scan, see where you're at. You know, if you already have symptoms, he recommends getting an MRI scan with volumetrics. And so to see where you're at, it's an MRI that tells you the volume of your hippocampal activity. It's really interesting. It's non-invasive. I did it myself, actually. And uh, you can see where your um, inequalities are in your brain. And so you're obviously going to be doing this with uh, a trained physician to go through the, the results. But there's things that you can do around your own neuroplasticity with stress, with hormones. And so what Dr. Bredesen does is he categorizes 
this report, all this data into five subtypes. And those subtypes would be like glucotoxicity, and that's your sugars. And those who are like glycotoxic have to get into a modified ketogenic state. And that's by um, reducing your sugars and your carbs, and that's with your diet. So it's an overnight 14 to 16 hour fast. It's not eating within three hours of going to sleep. And so nutrition is often where we're going to start with, um, with these clients who are either experiencing cognitive decline or want to prevent cognitive decline. You know, and Karen, I had a question. Sugar. So uh, mm -hmm. Alzheimer's disease thought to be caused by the abnormal, uh, abnormal buildup of proteins in and around brain cells. Could, could this MRI then detect the, uh, the buildup of proteins? Oh yeah. It tell, it shows you where you have plaque. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yes. So Karen, what, what about that? So you, you get, it confirms the diagnosis. Um, well, let me, let me back up. You know, part of this was also the genetic testing you alluded to. And I remember way back when, when, um, you know, an interesting story in, in with the bulls where we had, a player, uh, Eddie Curry, who uh, had the potential to have uh, hypertrophic cardiomyopathy, which was in a large heart. And it was the first time that I remember ever in professional sports where there was this controversy about genetic testing because people, well, the, the challenge with genetic testing, and, you'll, and you'll, you'll tell me what you think, is that there isn't always complete sort of penetrance. In other words, you may have the gene. It's a lot like the, I guess, the BRCA gene for breast cancer. You may have the gene, but you don't know that you're going to get the disease. So I think in this case, you're not you're not thinking about prophylactic mastectomies. You're thinking about nutrition, and it's not exactly that's not actually a bad way to go. So so I think that's the difference here. So I think the first thing is that just because you have the gene, you know, there's this is you know polyfactorial. In other words, multiple potential genes involved and so forth. But they've identified a few that may actually be very very strongly associated with getting the disease, right? Uh, yeah. So, yeah. So when you're educating your, your clients about, you know, brain health and how you can actively intervene and prevent deterioration and or maybe even onset, I have to imagine that's part of the discussion, right? Yes. And not everybody wants to know if they have the gene. Yeah. Um, the main gene is, is the ApoE4, but that also correlates to how you metabolize your saturated fats. And in some countries, ApoE4 is actually has a lot of um, benefits to, to somebody. So, you know, having a gene it's like it loads the gun, but your lifestyle pulls the trigger. And so just because we have certain genes doesn't mean we're going to get any of these conditions. Yeah. That's why the laboratory values are important. That's why keeping your vascular health in shape and keeping your lipids intact and your cholesterol and your LDLs and understanding your vascular health, because vascular health is one of those five subtypes. So that would be really important to focus on. And with this report that, that, he, that he generates at Apollo Health, it's like 54 pages. And so we use this as a roadmap. And me as a health coach, I take this data and I take this roadmap and then I walk my clients through it because it's very overwhelming. And you have to start with one step and you start where it's most urgent and we, we clean that up and then we go to the next subtype. I want to take a, a short break right here, uh, recognize a couple of our sponsors. And Karen, when we come back, I want to ask you to 
tell our listeners how they what they can do to support a healthy brain, okay? Some of the uh, strategies that you have. But first, the uh, fall weather is here. Winter weather around the corner. Still time to get outside, enjoy your favorite activities, spend precious time with family and friends. Aches, pains, or an injury should not be part of the memories you're making. The therapists at Rush Physical Therapy are here for you. They have more than 60 locations throughout greater Chicagoland, and their clinical experts will get you back to life. Go to RushPT.com today to schedule an appointment. Not sure if physical therapy is right for you? You can request a complimentary consultation and discover the power of Rush Physical Therapy today. And to be your best, you start with best practices. Eat better, grow stronger, reach higher. At Midwest Orthopedics at Rush, their work is what best practices are built upon. They're a team of leading physicians with the highest level of experience and training. Prolific researchers delivering pioneering breakthroughs. Orthopedic experts that other orthopedic specialists and their patients come to when they need individualized care. Get it done right the first time at Midwest Orthopedics at Rush. You can visit RushOrtho.com slash the best. Again, Steve Cashel, Brian Cole, and Karen Malkin, our National Board Certified Health Coach who specializes in eating psychology, environmental health, and brain health. We're talking about brain health, seven strategies to support a healthy brain and cognition. So, Karen, doctors say there are seven stages or signs of Alzheimer's. Karen, you have seven strategies to maybe combat some of this or help it along the way, right? Yes, and I follow Dr. Bredesen's protocols with these strategies, and he calls it the Bredesen 7, and it's actually how I work also with my patients around, with my clients around longevity and weight loss and just really living the life that they desire because it's all about improving energy, feeling good in your body, maintaining a healthy weight, and reducing stress. So we start with nutrition, and as for brain health, you really want to get into a modified ketogenic state. And so with the diet, it's mostly plants with some omega-3 rich proteins. And we emphasize local and seasonal foods because many of the foods that we eat are loaded with pesticides and environmental chemicals is a very big contributing factor to cognitive decline. And right now I'm working with 12 clients with cognitive decline and eight out of the 12 are suffering from toxin-related dementia. And this is one of the most difficult areas to treat um, with detoxification because we now have to play detectives and we have to understand, is it mold toxicity? Is it dental toxicity? With, is it mercury in our fillings? And so therefore, we would test the mercury, the organic mercury, in your blood and the inorganic mercury that could be leaking from your fillings. And that would be through saliva, urine, hair testing. So, you know, it's, you, we kind of get the basic panel. And once we, through the, the cognoscopy, we may have to do further testing around environmental chemicals. So that's a really big one. And, and dental health is so important. It's something that I talk about with all of my clients. So as far as the nutrition goes, it's a whole foods, plant-based, anti-inflammatory diet where we want to reduce sugar, create insulin sensitivity, and reduce inflammation. You know, And then with exercise is another one, and that's to increase your brain-derived neurotrophic factor. It's called BDNF, and it's going to improve sleep. It's going to fire the neurons and get more oxygen to the brain. And so, so exercise is one of the best ways to prevent cognitive, 
cognitive decline. And I meet my clients where they're at. So some of my clients are athletes and some of my clients are fairly, uh, um, have a very sedative, you know, sedative, sedating lifestyle and they're at a desk and they, um, some are, one, I have a man that is still using a walker. And so how can we work muscle, his muscles? And so we'll put some weighted fruits in, in his walker and have him push that to build some muscle strength or have him do some seated exercise holding some light weights. And so I have to say, sort of meet everybody where they're at. And then there's stress, which is huge, right? Because stress response is going gonna, is gonna to raise your stress hormones, cortisol, insulin. And when cortisol goes up, insulin goes up. And insulin is your fat storage hormone. And we're trying to create insulin sensitivity. So I teach them breath techniques. And I talk to my clients about what they do for stress management because that's really important. And, you know, once once you've already experienced cognitive decline, I'm often working with the caregivers. And so I have to sort of coach both of them and mostly with the caregiver. And that's when it gets more complicated. So for me, the pre-code report and preventing cognitive decline is really where I think I can have the greatest impact to support my clients. And then there's detoxification um, with the chemical agents that are impacting our brains. You know, we, you hear of like carcinogens and foods and chemicals that, that could contribute to getting cancer. Well, we have what, what we call dementogens, and these are chemicals that contribute to a demented brain. So we really want to practice good oral hygiene, making sure what we're putting in our body, on our body, what we're inhaling, getting an air purification, making sure we don't have any mold in our homes, and kind of reducing what might be contributing to our cognitive decline. And we have to understand what those dementogens might be. And then the last one would be you know, supplements. And that's from the recode report or the pre-code report, depending on your laboratory markers and your genetics and your lifestyle, where you might be deficient. You know, do you need some glutathione support for detoxification? Do you have heavy metals in your blood? What is your um, methylation pathways are very important with heart health, cardiovascular health, APOE status, brain health. And so we want to understand where you are, what your homocysteine levels are. If they're high, we have to understand if it's the choline pathway that's an issue or if it's the B, vitamin B pathways. And sometimes just by taking a vitamin B complex supplement, we can bring the homocysteine down. Now, your, your traditional docs might want your homocysteine under 13, Dr. or 10, Dr. Bredesen wants it under 8.0. So for labs, what's normal um, might not be, quote, optimal for brain health and some of Dr. Bredesen's protocols. So the heavy metals, the red blood cells, your omega-3 profiling, your omega-3 versus your omega-6 indices is important to understand because omega-3s will also help you reduce inflammation. And then Lyme exposure is a really big one. And many people don't even understand that they may have been exposed to Lyme. They may have some underlying Lyme disease conditions that also has to be treated. So it's a lot, you know, and then there's with trauma with athletes, concussions. I personally have had two concussions from cycling accidents. 
And I do take nutrients to support um, my brain health around trauma. I took, I took some nutrition supplements for two years to help uh, support my brain from the two concussions that I had. So it's, it's, it's a lot. And by running this recode report, it's, it's a roadmap that we can break it down and I can make it easy for a client to take these bite-sized pieces and make small changes, lifestyle changes around sleep and exercise and nutrition and brain games and stimulating your brain with a program called Brain HQ. You can download it, put it on your phone. There is a lot of research around Brain HQ to help uh, with different functions of the brain. And, you know, when you do this um, MRI with volumetrics, you do learn what parts of your brain need more firing and stimulation. And you can do that with the brain games. You can do memory, you can do um, speed, you can do um, visual processing and visual, your, your, your visual tracking is also plays a part of, of how your brain health is. So there's, there's a lot to consider around keeping your brain healthy. And um, I just think that the, Dr. Bredesen has done an amazing job breaking it down. And really, um, I do believe that this, this protocol can help all of us really. So Karen, I, so my assumption is that you have to have a physician order labs, right, to get sort of the recode uh, lab assessment. Is that correct? No, you can do this through Apollo Health. And so, okay, so, you, can, so you align with them? Are you aligned with yes, them as well? Yes, I'm one of their certified okay. brain health coaches. They refer to me. I'm, I'm, I work with them and um, I have access to, if, if they choose me on the website as their health coach, you can choose as many practitioners as you want. You can choose you know, a health coach, an, an MD, and you could choose, you know, several people, but then I have access to get into their reports. I have access to their labs, to their recode, their pre-code reports. And so I can walk them through them. So that's how, that's how I personally work right. is so, I encourage so, everybody to have an Apollo health because otherwise I have to input all this data and I, I can create the report, but it's, it takes me a couple hours. Right. So the report gets generated. I imagine there's some automation to that component, right? Based Correct. upon the lab results. Okay. Yeah. And then you, do you actually end up customizing the nutritional aspect of it? Oh, yeah. So that it, so it's obviously it's not a one size fits all. And that's the part where your sort of knowledge uh, and understanding as a, you know, a nutrition coach, if you will, is that you can actually assign different food groups and so forth that they can now follow. Absolutely. And is it, is, is, and, and sometimes these are elderly people, they may struggle with even just executing on this stuff? How do you make it easy for these people to get it done? I have to work with their caregivers. Yeah. And I have to, the caregiver has to provide the foods for the, you know, for their, for their either partner or somebody that they're working for. It's hard, you know, it's really hard because often, you know, the caregiver will say, here, I'll give you a cookie if you please put on your shoes or let me put on yeah. your shoes. You have to, you know, work with them. So it depends on how advanced the cognitive decline is. It's hard. It's really hard when it's when it's pretty advanced. But you know we can do it. There's definitely changes. I've I've had I've had clients who have improvement just from taking some of the supplements. You know, lion's mane is a great supplement. Yeah. I take it every morning. It's a mushroom and it helps fire the neurons. So as we as we finish up, you know, yeah. if you could recommend one or two books that you think are probably the most authoritative. And I, I'm going to guess that it's the, the doctor that you've aligned with as well. But I've read a couple of these in the recode and so forth, and I find it really fascinating. Um, what, what, what one or two books would you recommend? And then, you know, finally, I, 
you know, uh, this episode is going to reach a lot of a lot of listeners. So, you know, give them the most efficient way to sort of get in touch with you if they want to learn more uh, for, about the program. So they can. Um, so the books, you know, Dr. Dale Bredesen authored three books now. He's got the end of Alzheimer's disease. He has the Alzheimer's protocol, which really maps out everything that we're talking about now, but in much greater detail. And then he just came out with a new book about the survivors of Alzheimer's, the study that he ran with 80 people reversing their cognitive decline. And he works with a woman named Julie Gregory, who has two copies of the ApoE4 allele. She's doing amazing. She's one of his teachers. And, you know, it's, she's, it's a very, very inspiring to hear some of her talks. And if, um, if somebody is interested in running a recode report on themselves, visit ApolloHealthCo.com, Apollo Health. And you can generate your own, you can sign up as a client, and then you have access to all the guides and all the webinars. And so you can hear Dr. Bredesen's webinars and talks. You can hear Julie G. You can hear some of his other clinicians, Anne Hathaway, who is a genius in women's health and hormones, which we haven't even talked about. But, but um, hormone health is, is, a huge, is, is a huge contributing factor to, or lack, lack of hormones to cognitive decline and understanding your vitamin D and where you are with estrogen and progesterone. And Anne Hathaway is an amazing physician for that. So I would get the end of Alzheimer's book. The uh, I would buy off. I would get all three of his books for Dr. Bridison. If you have questions, reach out to me. My my website's my name, KarenMalkin.com. You can email me directly, Karen at Karen Malkin. Um, reach out to me through my website. Uh, my my Instagram is at Karen Malkin Health. And so there's a lot of ways that you can uh, learn more about improving your your own brain health. And back to uh, one of your initial thoughts, Karen, uh, you were hoping that maybe uh, doctors, uh, primary care will f- suggest a cognitive test as, at a certain age to um, maybe uh, suggest similar to a colonoscopy then, right? At what age? Well, at 45, okay. I would say we, we should all start to talk about preventing our, our um, cognitive decline and running these and running these laboratory values and having them as a baseline and understanding like where we are. Great stuff. Okay. Well, you know, Karen also created her own line of vegan protein powders and delicious whole food protein bars, all available on her website and on Amazon. As Karen mentioned, you can follow her on Instagram at Karen Malkin Health. Join her on Facebook, Karen Malkin Health Counseling. Karen has over 450 free recipes on her website. That's on KarenMalkin.com. You can check out her blog also at KarenMalkin.com. Any thanks, Karen. Appreciate it. Great stuff. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed today's Sports Medicine Weekly episode. Be sure to add the Sports Medicine Weekly podcast to your playlist on Apple and Spotify. Listen in anytime, anyplace. Subscribe to the Sports Medicine Weekly podcast. New Sports Medicine Weekly podcasts are shared weekly on social media. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And our website is sportsmedicineweekly.com. For Dr. Brian Cole and our producer, Alex Soroka, I'm Steve Cash and our guest, Karen Mulkin. Thanks so much, everybody. Hope you enjoyed the podcast. Talk with you next time. <laughs>